Hi, and welcome to the My Bloody Website podcast, where we talk about all things online, especially for small and medium business owners or marketers. I'm Daryl King. I've been running a web agency for 25 plus years, and my co-host, Ed Pelgrin, has been running his online marketing agency for just as long. Our goal is to cover things in a way that you can understand, anyone can understand, and can help you improve how you use online for your business. This is episode 38, and we're talking about important Google updates that have happened in June and July 2018. How are you, Ed? I'm very good, Daryl. How about yourself? Excellent, huh? Excellent. It's been so, a busy month. It has been. It's been very busy. Um, midwinter down under. It's, um, you know, us snowflakes get very upset when the temperature drops below about 24 degrees Celsius. You know, we all start it's to freeze away, get the heaters on, be wearing our beanies and everything else. The rest of the, rest of the world, they're just getting that as a hot summer's day. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so uh, look, I think a lot of people um, know little bits about Google, that it updates and makes changes. And they tend to hear anecdotal stories from their professionals or people around them or someone at the barbecue that says, oh, you know, this, this update killing the world and SEO is dead and all these other things. So people have a sense that changes happen. And I, don't, I guess in the old days they used to be once a year or once every X many months be some major update. Whereas, you know, there's pretty much been, there's an ongoing series of tiny iterative changes that happen with periodic bigger updates or periodic things that are noticed as a significant shift in focus or there's been an announcement. And I don't know that everyone understands that, you know, some of these things can be reasonably significant. So I guess, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about there have been a few things that have been significant. We touched about one of them in browser uh, in the last episode, um, but I guess that's the thing is, you know, people are busy. Oh, I got a website. I've got some AdWords going. I've got a bit of organic happening. You know, life's good. I'm moving on. They they don't always understand changes occur. Yeah. So, so what has been going on, Ed? What yeah. changes have we been so, seeing? You know, as of the time of recording, you know, mid-July, um, the two biggest, I guess, updates in Google that are on people's minds right now, well, the first one is we, we kind of touched on it last week, is this idea that Chrome, the browser, is about to update and start flagging non-HTTPS sites as insecure and they're being more aggressive about how they do that. As of the recording of this episode, as of the day of the recording, um, Chrome 67, version 67, is still uh, out there and we're waiting for Chrome 68 to drop, but it's imminent. And when Chrome 68 drops, it is going to flag insecure sites more aggressively. And so if you haven't got HTTPS, um, you need to get that uh, underway as quickly as possible. And if you want to find out more about that, just look at the last episode where Daryl talks a lot about uh, this issue about moving to, H- to SSL. So it, it's, it's, a, it's an important thing uh, with Chrome updating because it's probably the most popular uh, and commonly used browser that's out there. What are we, we going to see in search results stemming from Insecure? I mean, yeah. So, so for example, you see you know, this site is not <laughs> responsive or this page is not responsive. We see that. There's been some hints that we're going to start to see this is an insecure site, or sites just might not be show. What yeah. what, what are your what are the Absolutely. what's the word on that? So the current the current version of Chrome, when you see an insecure site, it just has a little circle with an exclamation point in it, right? It yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not talking about in Chrome. I'm talking about in the search results. Oh, I mean in the and, and here's the thing that changes on a regular basis. I've, in the past, we've seen Google experiment with different different ways of flagging search results. So remember, there were uh, the the most common example is if your site gets hacked, for example, 
Google yep. will put a message in the organic search results to say this site is 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 hacked, right? Well, Stay away I, from I, it. I might have malware, be cautious, sort of thing. Correct, that sort of thing. I mean, and and this is the this is the thing we don't know. Uh, what Google's going to play with and experiment with. Right now, it's just in the Chrome browser, but you're right. They could very well, at some point, start flagging sites and saying, hey, this is an insecure site in the actual search results. And could you imagine what that, that, that basically impacts people clicking through to your site, right? Well, and, and I guess to, for people to understand, and, and this is theory or supposition, it's not fact, but uh, when AMP sites um, used to show a little lightning bolt, to say, hey, this is AMP. Um, I haven't seen any recently, so I'm not sure if it's always consistently doing it. So it was a subtle thing. It was a little faint grey lightning bolt that you could see. It wasn't very, very overt, but it was something that you could notice. So potentially there could be like a little warning sign or there could be things like that. One would um, hypothesise that if they're talking about security being a big deal, if Chrome 68 is going to um, show that and represent that it's important, you would think then... Uh, like speed that if you have a site which is considered insecure that they may penalize is potentially the wrong word but it may affect whether you're displayed or not or certainly your rank we know that that's going to be a factor i guess this is a tricky one because the levels of insecurity you know like like someone that's got a e-commerce site with no ssl at all is a what we consider major insecurity someone that's got one piece of mixed content you know, like an old icon, you know, in theory, you know, if it's not affecting a login page or something else, you know, probably doesn't have a material impact to the safety and security of people in that community. So I think that's potentially a reason why they wouldn't necessarily just pull sites out of the of the search you know, results because they could get it very wrong for, you know, reasons that are pretty minute. But I, I guess there's a consideration for people to keep in mind is that it's not just I'll do it because people are saying. I mean, I have heard on podcasts people going, oh, well, if my browser told me that, I'd just change a browser. From yeah. Someone actually talking on a marketing podcast saying, well, you know, like it was that defensive mindset of, yeah, oh, I don't want to do force to do that. But they're giving advice to people. It's like you, you can't, you know, our advice is whether we like it or not, whether it's good or bad, it's where we're at. And it's trying to make one portion of it is trying to make the web more secure. I think there's some other reasons why they do it, but you know, yeah, absolutely, general, make it a better place, right? Yeah, I mean, look, interesting enough, I, I personally think this is going to impact smaller businesses uh, more than it will larger businesses. And and to give you some insight, that when they published the post about this change in Chrome, they gave data and they said, you know, sixty eight percent of Chrome traffic on Android and Windows is already protected, and seventy eight percent of Chrome traffic on Chrome and Mac is protected, right? Now, what that means to me is that any business, any large website that's, that's got an agency or someone working with them, they've already gone ahead and taken care of this because they recognize, well, I'm I, no, sorry, I, I, I put that uh, uh, in you need to talk to Jason Munn, right? He's still putting out his report about major e-commerce stores. I know. I, <laughs> sorry, I, I'm, I'm making assumptions and I shouldn't. <laughs> But no, but, but the, I, I get your point. Yeah. yeah, the reality is those companies typically have a resource there. So if the company is smart about it, they're going to ring up their agency and say, guys, what the hell is going on with HTTPS? Let's get this moving, blah, 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 et cetera. But the reality is for a lot of small businesses, if they haven't made the move yet, um, and once again, I'm, I'm making generalizations, but a lot of them may not be aware of this stuff. And, and it worries me that they're the ones who are going to be impacted the most, the ones who can least afford to be impacted. And that's, that's an issue. Hey, listen to a podcast, now you find out why. 
you know? Yeah, that, yeah. and so, and that's the problem, right? Like, where are you getting your advice from? And if, if people don't really know a topic, so, you know, when you get someone that's in a community talking about marketing in a particular community, but they're not a technical person giving technical advice, you know, don't listen to those people. But I guess what I'm trying to bring up is for people to understand is we don't know what the impact will be. But I think what Ed's saying is we're not likely to see some sort of penguin drop where every site without HTTPS is going to fall off a cliff. But there could be some impact. You know, if it's another signal in the way that you rank, it'll be a percentage of things that will affect it. So if you have a slow site and things like that. So, okay. So, all right. So what, what, what's other updates that have happened? Yeah. So I guess in conjunction with this, and you talk about just another, another checklist on Google's plan, right? Um, another big update that's happened in July, as of July 9, um, Google is rolling out what they call a speed update right, which is going to impact mobile search rankings. And we already know that they've started migrating uh, websites across to mobile indexing, right, which means they're going to crawl the mobile version of your site and that's going to determine your rankings. Well, now the speed update is going to look at the speed of those pages. Now, it's not going to be a ma- – like they've, they've specifically said, if I just, you know, quote their stuff, they say it's not going to affect a huge number of pages. It's going to affect a small number of queries. But the reality is – it. it mobile page load speed is now a Google ranking factor. So listen to what I just said. A slow page is going to uh, impact, can potentially impact whether your page ranks higher or lower. So So an important thing that you said there is mobile page speed. So we already knew page speed was a factor, but for those that aren't across it and maybe just to unravel a little bit, you talked about the uh, mobile page, Uh, first indexing, which has been a change that's been coming. And there's a lot of talk about what that means. But what they are actually doing is crawling from a mobile perspective differently to a desktop perspective. And in theory, that is having a lot of weight in the way they view it. But this is another extension of that, that it's not just about, oh, you know, I've got a responsive site or things. We're talking about the performance of your site on a mobile device, of which there are many, not just the one you carry, but all of them, now has even more factors included. That's right. And, it, you know, you and I talked about in previous episodes about um, pulling up your website on a mobile phone and browsing it and seeing what the user experience is, right, just to make sure that I can actually access my website and use it on a mobile phone device. In the, in the Google blog post that they, they published about this, they even have a section. They talk about developers and they tell them, you need to think broadly about how performance affects a user experience of their page and start looking at a variety of user experience metrics, right? So they're telling you... Um, page load speed, uh, not just mobile responsive, but how does it perform? Yeah. Because they're looking at all of those metrics, right? So this is, this is critical. And I think, so what we're, I think where a lot of these Google changes are coming is they have a significant influence in the marketplace. And in places like Australia and New Zealand and, you know, lesser, you know, the US is completely different. They have a bigger spread. But we are heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by Google at this point. Until we step outside of a search experience in a browser, once you start doing audio, that's different because it depends on what device and thing you use. But if you're doing browser-based stuff, we're pretty much dominated by Google in Australia. Yeah. So if they make changes, they're going to have a significant impact. And sometimes people would say, oh, it's a negative thing. But a lot of the stuff that's been going on has been, you know what, we've been watching users for a long time. We've been watching site owners. And frankly, site owners don't keep their sites up to date. Site owner sites get hacked. They don't do updates. They don't do these things. You know, and we talked about this with, you know, things like Google My Business and that, how 
you know, that they're trying to put the tools in the hands of small business owners so they don't have to worry so much about the other side of it. But these sorts of things are saying, you know, it's not just about do some link building and spammy keywords and rank. It's about we want to rank you because your site as a whole is a good user experience and provides something useful. Yeah. And, and the criteria of that is if it's a good user experience, it's going to look and feel right, it's going to be easy to use, it's going to be fast, it's going to be secure, all of those things. But on this device, whatever size, you know, whether it's a little smartphone or a phablet or a tablet or whatever, a watch, you know, but, you know, and it's not just about, oh, you know, like the phone I looked at, it looked good on and it worked good. Does it work well in lots of places? And mm. I guess this, this highlights it really a lot, doesn't it? Like the, you know, here we have page speed on a mobile device is now a significant that's it. Um, mate, are there any tools that people can use to check their page speed quickly before they chat to their web devs? Yeah, there are. I mean, there's different ways. I mean, we've talked about GT metrics before, but that's more of an overview. Like it doesn't specifically say, hey, from a mobile device. Yeah. So I think, you know, that the, the speed on mobile performance, there are a few tools out there. We'll see if we can get some in. That, um, and I think you can even do it through... Um, inspect where you can do it you can actually put it onto the type of network so you can actually degrade the network and get it, what it might show up like but the, the page speed insight tools actually give you the ability to see how you know things look and how they render um, yeah. any others I, that you've got I, oh i mean um you know obviously the page speed insight still the google one itself but actually i just wanted to and we'll leave what we'll do is we'll find we'll, we'll leave some links to those tools in the in the uh, show notes but actually it's interesting i, I a color out of your discussion point there about um you know thinking about mobile user experience you think about this like the western world for a lot of us and maybe australia shouldn't be included most of the world has really high speed internet right but a large percentage of the world is still operating on relatively slow wireless um networks right and you know you think of you know some parts of the third world africa and places like that in the pacific but they so they're forced to if you think about that, they they forced to be very efficient with their sites. So um, just because we have high-speed internet doesn't mean you can be lazy about building these content-rich, heavy websites. You just need to think about the user experience. It's, it's not all about yeah. us. Well, that's right. So speed matters, right? And, you know, putting up seven, 300 kilobyte, um, you know, carousel images that just sit there <laughs> and really don't do much. But they, that's not good in, in all sorts of facets. So, yeah. And I think, look... You get a reasonably good sense of speed. You can do your own user experience testing that way, particularly if you don't spend a lot on there. But, yes, there are tools that will allow you to get to see general speed and then there are more sophisticated ways that you can get into it. But, look, if if the general delivery and user experience is pretty good and it loads pretty promptly in both desktop and and device, Mm. that's pretty good. But, you know, the, the acid test, you know, when you're struggling to get... You know, you know, you're somewhere and it's one bar on your phone and, you, you know, your, your Instagram feed won't update quickly and all the rest. Go and have a look at your site then and see how it renders and how it comes down. Right. And, you know, we all, you and I remember back in the early days, the old chunky delivery and sticking up little image icons. You know, before everything had fixed heights and browsers were smart, you had to wait for it pixel by pixel to load, right? But actually getting to see how your pages render, they might have these great effects that you all Mate. think are really clever but they actually hinder the way people see it. Man, I remember the good old 2, 2G days when you actually accessed the web using a, what is it, a WAP browser yeah. <laughs> on a Nokia phone? Those are the good old days. Yeah. So any other things that have been going on? Yeah. With, uh, I mean, there's, 
there's been a lot of sort of technical updates, but one update that I think that the average you know business owner can access without getting too nerdy is this great little tool um, that was released in Google Search Console called the URL Inspection Tool. And I mention this because sometimes you know uh, business owners will publish new content or they'll update a page, um, and they'll say you know they don't know when Google is crawling it, going to see it, but you know if if it's actually in the index and all that sort of stuff. And this is a great little feature now of Google Search Console that you can just put in the URL and it'll give you a whole bunch of information about the page, you know when it was indexed, if it's in the index itself, and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and the the uh, the way you access it is you you just log into Google Search Console and it needs to be the latest version. Typically, if, you, if you're in Search Console and you're still using the old version, they'll say, you know, uh, click here to view the new version of Search Console. Well, when you, when you log into Search Console, there'll be a big search bar across the top. Just take the URL of your website that you want to you see information about, pop it in, click search, and it'll give you a whole bunch of information about it. Um, so it's a really handy tool, right? What sort of information do you get to see there? Uh, it, it gives you a, a lot of standard information. It just tells you, A, whether it's been indexed. Um, it gives you insight on, um, uh, you know, whether there are any issues and all that sort of stuff. I will leave it. What we'll do is there's a good, there's a good little blog post on the, um, the Google support, the Webmasters uh, blog. We'll just uh, add in the notes here and people can go and see more about it. But seriously, just go in, stick in the URL and just see what pops up and then just click through and browse and you'll be interested. You'll be pleasantly surprised to see, you know, what you can find out about the actual page itself. Okay. Public service warning here. Um, you mentioned Google Search Console, which was previously known as Google Webmaster Tools. A lot of the audience that are listening to the show may have no effing idea what we're talking about. I think that that's something we could do another episode on. I think a lot of, we come across a lot of people that have never got access to it. Their developers might have set it up, might not. A lot of people do not have anything set up. So why don't we we'll reference that like we can put the blog post up and all the rest of it if people have got questions about search console got no idea what we're talking about ping us on facebook or through twitter or the other contacts on the site but i think we pencil that in in a few weeks time where we might do an episode just about search console talking about what it is the types of insights you can get from it and this is obviously a really really good one so maybe we can do a bit more um on that yeah Uh, and search console is an awesome tool for business owners you know it's a it's a freebie as it were and it gives you a ton of information so yeah we'll do that it complements analytics it's a separate thing google analytics which shows you you traffic data and that sort of things google search console tells you basically information google knows about you and gives you some control tools to help with that so yeah awesome what do you reckon daryl that's pretty much the three big ones i wanted to talk about for this month well that's awesome job i think you've done a great job i've i've learned some stuff today hopefully other people have great all right that's it for today Thanks for listening to this episode of My Bloody Website Podcast. For everything that we're talking about, check out bloodywebsite.com. And when you get there, make sure you click the subscribe by email button at the top so you don't miss anything bloody website related. If you'd like to check out the show notes for this episode or any past episodes, all of that can be found on the website. If you'd like to reach out to Daryl or myself, you can find ways to talk to us on the About Us page of the site. And lastly, if you want to support the show, you can do that by telling another website owner about the show and by visiting Apple Podcasts and leaving an awesome review. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from him.